Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hello everyone, this is episode 45 of the Quick Resume podcast. Welcome back, my name is Deck, that's Tim over there. And uh, we we have some pretty big bits of news this week. I mean, some things have happened, you know, only like, you know, maybe the best video game of all time to ever release. No biggie, <laughs> really. Um, and also lots of other things, really. Steam Deck with Games Pass, Call of Duty taking a break, Nintendo joining the acquisition race. Wow. I hope you stick around to find out what happens. <laughs> um, cool. I, Tim, Tim um, how are you, buddy? I'm um, I'm pretty good, man. Uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling a little bit better. Finally getting over my um, my sickness. Oh, that's right. Uh, which is which is good. So you know, I've only been ill for like a month, so that's pretty good. Um, it's pretty good going. But yeah, yeah. So I'm feeling a little bit better. I'm feeling a little bit more upbeat. And um, which, I mean, it's, it's fucking Elden Ring came out, right? Elden Ring did come. Hold out. on. I think I've disconnected. Give me two seconds. I did it. Um, yeah, t- technical difficulties. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, Elden Ring came out obviously this week, and um, that's <clears throat> essentially just consumed my life for since. Mm. Well, since when? When did we start playing it? We started playing it Thursday, didn't we? Thursday, like evening. Yeah, because we went to New Zealand, mate. Yeah, we took a little trip to New Zealand. Quite expensive, <laughs> but. Worth yeah, it. it really was. <coughs> yeah, definitely worth it. Um, but yeah, yeah. So we've been playing that for so long. Uh, I think I've clocked almost a day in it now. <laughs> See, I, I, yeah, I check really. my game time. Yeah, like obviously a lot of that is just it. It counts just you being on the menu. So like idle time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like if I'm just re- sitting at a grace and gone to dinner or sitting at a grace and doing other things. Um, you know, that is racking up my game time. So, you know, realistically, you know, I've I've still probably done a solid like seventeen hours or something like that. Um yeah. which is kind of bonkers. But if anyone has played this game, you know why. Like you know why it is so easy <laughs> to just lose yourself inside of this mm. game. Like it's been such a long time that I've genuinely just lost the concept of time playing a game. Um, it's, it's crazy, dude. It is, it is crazy. Um, and I mean, you know, this is a game that, I mean, up until yesterday, I think we're sitting on 97 open critic. I think it's dropped down to 96 now, but on it's still, it's currently the number one rated game of all time on open critic. Obviously open critic only goes so far back. So it, you know, doesn't include things like, um, super Mario world or, you know, like legend of Zelda ocarina of time yeah. so we don't know where they would be by open critic standards i'm sure someone could take all the reviews and pop it into place but point being by open critic standards it's currently the number one rated game of all time um with above uh mario odyssey was number two i think and red dead redemption 2 was number three uh, but it has a higher you know decimal score so that's what puts it above um and this is um 
this is something special. I think. I think yeah. FromSoft have. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm not going to be saying anything that other reviewers haven't already said, um, and we probably will talk spoilers a little bit. I think it's going to be hard to avoid. Yeah. Um, so if you're not interested, I'd, I'd recommend just skipping ahead. I'll, I'll bleed a time mark for when we stop talking about Elden Ring. Um, uh, it's, yeah, it's, I, I remember, like, I remember when we would, like, play Dark Souls back in the day, and this just feels kind of like, I say back in the day, I we were literally playing Dark Souls 3, you know, a couple of months ago, but you, you know what I mean, like on launch or whatever, and they this just feels like an evolution of that in like almost like every way. Like there are some things which FromSoft have always been perfect at. They've always been perfect at uh, environment design and art direction and music and creature design. Uh, but there have been like holes, I think um, yeah. in some of their design. Um, sometimes like quality of life is usually a bit jank. Um, uh yeah, and then this, that, and the other, and this just kicks all of that up to eleven and plugs the holes as well. Um, yeah, and I, I, I'm about twenty hours in myself, um, and I'm, I'm just amazed at how dense it is. Yeah, <laughs> just like there's so much of it. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. Like I, I could genuinely like if you weren't on or you were gone for a long period of time, I could genuinely just not do anything related to the main story, just run around. Uh, and easily not not feel bad about it or feel like I'm being held back or anything. I, I, yeah, yeah, not wasting time. I could easily do that for like six hours, just easy. And then you come back yeah. and it's just like, what have you done? And I'm like, well, I found this, 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 and this. <laughs> I pinned it all on my map. Let's go get it for you as well. You know, like, yeah. it's crazy. And 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 yeah, for, for those listening as well, we are kind of playing it co-op. We're kind of doing like a hybrid um we're not doing everything co-op um but you know we are we, we're, we're trying to stick main story wise to a bit a bit co-op and then you mm. know we kind of just branch off do our own things and then if it's something because we're aware of each other's builds and what characters we're trying to do if it's something we know that each other might quite like then we ping it on the map and we get each other in a, in a world and do that um but yeah, and uh, surprisingly, also very happy with how the servers have held up as well. Haven't really had any multiplayer issues. Um, maybe a sign or two not appearing every now and again um, for some odd reason. But then we like put it just outside the graze area and it was kind of worked. Um, mm-hmm. But considering you know their uh, issues in the past with this sort of thing, I'm actually pretty, uh, pretty chuffed with that considering I imagine how how much the servers were getting rammed this weekend as well um yeah so it is quite impressive it had it had like on steam i think the game had like 670,000 concurrent players when the most the soul series had ever got i think it was dark souls 3 with 200,000 yeah so it was like you know it's like triple the amount um i think i think it was that maybe it was more but I, those are the numbers that stick in my head um yeah, yeah, like you said, so like playing co-op has been a bit of a joy as well. And you know, it's it's been um, one of my favorite things about this has actually been playing it with like a few people, like having a small community. Um, mm. Because like you find stuff and you report back, like you said, you know, and then you pin it on the map and you say, "Well, I just found this thing here. I'll you know, can I join my game and I'll guide you to it," sort of thing. Um, and that this this really, I really like this like feature, this new feature, the groups feature. 
Uh, I didn't know that was a thing, but I think that's just a really neat little thing that really makes it feel more connected, which yeah. I think is what they always want with these games, don't they? they? They want it to feel connected without feeling kind of invasive, which is obviously funny because you can get invaded. Yeah. But yeah, it, you basically put a group password in. So let's say you, you've got you yourself and 10 other friends, you all put the same password in and it makes it so that you're more like not only more likely to see some of the multiplayer features but they're highlighted a bit differently to you and um, mm. so like you see blood stains and it will have a particular like pattern around the outside of the blood stain and you'll know oh that's someone in my group and you click on it and you can usually recognize who they are um same presumably goes for messages um and salmon signs look a bit different as well uh, but i just thought that things like that's a really nice like touch um and it's just yeah it's just been fun working through it especially for people who are new to the souls like franchise you know <laughs> like just are going through that because we're new to this yeah. like to this game as well and there's just so there's, you know there's so much untapped here that it's like and it's so dense that yeah. you just are constantly finding something new to, to like talk about yeah it's crazy yeah yeah for sure it's <clears throat> yeah that, that is a really cool feature and i think they they kind of put that in because i think they just knew i think they knew just how big this game was going to be and they were just like there's yeah. going to be so much shit. There's going to be so many bloodstains. There's going to be so many messages everywhere. It was just like, it's kind of cool. We could just filter this out for people, you know, and they can just have it within like the group of friends and stuff like that. So it's just not just stuff everywhere. Um, so yeah, I think it's a really cool feature. Um, and, uh, and yeah, dude, the, the, the game is, it, it does so much new, but also keeps so much familiar. Tim, uh, you've just been muted. If you could join on, just unmute yourself for a second. Sorry, by mute. This As whole it, time. It's just no, no, no. You haven't. I just, I just slipped and clicked the wrong button. Okay, <laughs> all right, we're good, we're good. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'll say it, it, in our friend group, we're sort of, um, we're sort of the only ones that have put a lot of time into like FromSoft games and stuff like that. Like, I know, uh, well, I think both of them are actually brand new to to the souls formula that we're playing with so we have had to explain quite a lot of stuff uh, and i do think the game could do better at ushering in new players into the formula yeah. they've always been quite bad at that but then yeah. it's also kind of their charm as well but i can see it being quite frustrating um for for, for new players when you're you're literally just not told mechanics that there's being difficult and then there's just not being told something and and there's there's kind of like a difference, um, but yeah. So we 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 have had to explain quite a lot of stuff, and they've made a few blunders and things like that, um, which is just you know that's just the f- familiarities with the with the series, right? Um, we're used that's to right. it; they're not, you know. So yeah, one of our one of our mates picking the like what was it the warrior class, which starts with the lowest fate stat, yeah, and then we're like what have you been leveling? And he walked us through his stats and it was like, yep, that's the same as base. That's the same as base. And then he's like, faith 17. My man's been putting, has put nine levels worth of points into faith. And then when we asked him why, he said, I got a cool weapon that has a really high faith yeah. requirement. And we're like, yeah, oh he, he no, didn't even, this isn't how you do it. He didn't even have to spells on or anything. He wasn't using no. fireballs or like incantations or anything. He just had a high faith stat and he, he had a fucking sword. <laughs> That was it. Yeah. <laughs> Poor man. Yeah. So th- th- there is stuff like that where it's just, um, yeah, it could be a little bit better um, explaining all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. And, you know, they could do that with just like a, 
I don't know, just a, are you new to the Souls series? Are you new to the this sort of series when you boot up the game? And then maybe it, if you press yes, it just gives you a little book. It's just like, oh, we've added a book of tips to your inventory then. And then you can just go in there and read it. You know, something like that. You know, still make it user... There is actually a there is actually a, a bit there in your inventory, isn't there, with um, like all of the tips and stuff. I think so, you know yeah. But I think you also have to get those tips prompt on your screen first. <laughs> Um, right. And then they're safe for later. And I still think there are some tips that it just doesn't explain to you. Um, mm. Like, jet, like I think there's so much that you do just have to figure out, especially when it comes to what spells you can use, what's an incantation, what's a sorcery, do you need a seal to use this, do you need staff to use this, how do you upgrade weapons, what do arts of war do, yeah. and how do you equip among... It's... That's right. It's all you very much have to figure out yourself. So I think if they just gave new players just a book, just like fucking have it, you know, then, <laughs> yeah. then great. And then 4,000 pages big. <laughs> yeah, just drops on your lap. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I do think they could do that. But I mean, the game is, it, the game's a freaking masterpiece. I mean, I was, I was just playing today and I figured out an area that we've been in. Again, I guess kind of spoilers, but an area we've been in, you know, the castle, uh, Morn area, like the bottom of the map. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and there's that, there's that um, grace which you can spawn at, and there's like a merchant just next to it, out in the grass. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Apparently, if you go there at nighttime, there's a boss that just walks around there. Oh, with the um, on the horseback. Yeah, yeah. I've seen him. I tried to kill him once, and you got fucked. So. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I killed him today, um, and nice. got a cool art of war from it. Um, and then apparently, if you go even further on and jump up some rocks in the same area just past him. If it's still nighttime, yeah. there's another secret boss that flies around with a pack wow. of bats, and it's a giant. But it's called like it's called like Death Bird or something. Death Bird, and it's disgusting. It's awful to That's look like a, at. A band name. Death Bird really? is pretty good, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's rotten. It's gross, and uh, it killed me like five times, and I maybe hit it twice. It's so difficult. Uh, just it's just a straight up boss. But then you do that same route at daytime, nothing. I love it, man. I love it. It's just it's like, so dynamic. The, it's just the random. The world is so dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's, it's just so awesome. good. Yeah. And there's also like I, this bit again, um, where there's these guys just like mining on some rocks. Just, just have a little more mine, you know, shitty characters give you like two souls if you kill them. But if you, yeah, if you kill right. all of them, all four of them, um, a massive puff of smoke happens and then a giant bear comes gets summoned out of nowhere and starts attacking you you know like the bear from the trailers that's how you find it yeah i know what you're talking about i obviously yeah i've seen it in game but i know what you're talking about that's, yeah. that's how you find wow. it wow just kill four random guys and it just pops out it's like there's some kind of ritual they're like tied to like a ritual or something like right. what i just don't understand it's so cool right, though yeah. <laughs> it is so cool yeah and then you'd like because i've had a couple of times where i've been like because because i'm and i wouldn't like what you were describing earlier with like sometimes the onboarding process of from games being a bit like obtuse. Um, yeah. I obviously I you probably haven't either, but I haven't felt any of that friction, um, which is obviously good for me. And so because because I I am familiar with those systems already, I've been like reading a lot more shut stuff than I usually would like you mm. know books and weapons and spells just because like I know this is going to connect to something somehow. And there's been a couple of times where I've like looked at something and been like, ah, oh, that kind of sounds familiar to the thing that I was doing over there, or you know. Uh, just things like that and it, i've just been able to like draw 
cool. And I know Fromm's games have always been good at it, but I've just never been very like attentive yeah. in following how they do their their story, um, you know, ex- ex- explaining and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, man, sure. it, it's it, it's so it's so dynamic, and if, if every time you turn a corner, you can never really be sure that you're going to see the same thing you saw last time. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's a really, I think that's what makes it so, like, it's just engaging to walk around in the open world because it's, it'll be different. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, I'm just having so much fun just exploring and just, just doing all kinds of shit. Um, and, uh, and yeah, there's there's just so much that's just left up to the player as well. And like you said, like your your knowledge of just how deep you kind of want to go. Like you get something, do you go into your inventory and press X on it and read it and actually just be like, oh, okay, that goes with that. It's like me playing these games in the past. I immediately went to all the merchants that I found so far and just bought like all of their cookbooks off them because I was just like, this is going to come in handy. I was just like, the game's not telling me to do it. But, like, I know this is useful in, in, information based on how I've done it in in the past. But, like, there are people that probably haven't bought a single cookbook, you know. But, like, yeah. I've just got, like, a such a large list of stuff I can craft, like, cure poison and bleed and all that. Yeah. All that kind of stuff in the world now. And it didn't even cost me that much. It only cost me, like, 8,000 souls. But it's just, it's left to the player to decide, you know, whether they think that's useful time time spent or resource spent yeah um which is really cool uh, I, I i do really like that yeah it's great it's definitely something that the game kind of excels in in just kind of plopping all of the stuff in the world and being like you know yeah do what you want to do um and yeah i it, it's 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 more because you know i think this, there was like a certain point when i was playing maybe 10 hours in where i was like this map actually isn't that big it's not that big uh, like the just one map, I was like, is there like a second map? Is it going to extend outwards? Like it's it's big, but it's not like I don't. I think probably I was having this conversation with Beth. Like I, th- I think the Breath of the Wild map is probably bigger, and obviously bigger doesn't not mean doesn't mean better. That's not where I'm going with this. But I was like, just because I was enjoying moving around it so much. But then the more you move around it, you're just like, how how is there more here? And I'm coming back to that same point of denseness. But it's just like the thing. It's the thing that's amazed me the most about the game because it's crazy and I, it's crazy, like how hard they are trying to hide shit from you. Yeah. Like, I can't believe it. <laughs> like, there are times, I, there was like, after the Stormvale castle that we did, which is like a whole other conversation we need to have. But it like spits you out by a grace, a grace that I already had. And I was like, there was an entrance here this whole time. Yeah, yeah, I had that exact same. At the cliffside. And I was yeah. like, what the fuck? How, how had I not seen this? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's... So... It's just stuff like that, and it just, it, you know, this is part of what I mean, like, when I'm saying, you know, it's, it feel, it feel, it is dynamic, but it feels more dynamic because the, the game is so stuffed, and they're trying so hard to hide stuff from you that, that you will come across, like, stuff on your second visit, on your third visit, on your fourth visit, um, mm. and that's, that's what's bonkers for me, because I can't say I've had that feeling before. Yeah, I, I just think the, the the design of this map so far, anyway, um, is uh, like absolutely like eleven out of ten. Yeah, yeah, it's it it's so good. Um, like, never is your time wasted, like ever. Um, and it's like e- even if it's something I don't necessarily need, 
like if I I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna try and kill this death bird after we wrap up this fucking podcast because yeah, it, it's killing me not to be playing Elden Ring right now. But it's like of course I might not get something useful from that, but I don't care because I, I'm gonna remember and I'm gonna be like if I do a build later on or I come back or I do a different playthrough, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna wanna prioritize this boss to get this this item and stuff like that. So it just it never feels like time is wasted. You always get rewarded for something. Um Never have I ever like gone to an area that just looked nice, but I just killed a few people and left. No, there's always an item, there's always an ingredient, there's always a spell, there's always like a bug or something like that. Like an art of war, like it's just yeah, it's just never wasting your time, and it just it just it boggles my mind just to think how much is in this game in terms of weapons, skills, spells, everything like. Oh my god! NPCs. Yeah, I just can't, I just can't even I can't even imagine it. Kind of, oh, it's kind of doing doing my head in. Just sort of thinking, just how how insane and how how much stuff there is in this game. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm yeah, just man. I'm just having an absolute blast with it, man. It 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 deserves all of the reception it's got. Um, it's just. It's it's everything we wanted it to be. Um, it's an overhyped I, I, I game totally that lived up to the hype, if not actually, yeah, right. Just did better than the hype. Like it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there there have been moments where I've been playing this game, and again, I know I say I'm only twenty hours in. I'm totally, I feel like that's quite that's more than enough time to like their <laughs> analysis. Um, but um, I, there are there are times where I've been playing this and I've been thinking this might be the best game I've ever played. <laughs> yeah. Like, or, you know, at least in the, its its own genre, this might be the best. Because it's, yeah. it's just a sheer fact of like, you know, there's all of this and then there's like co-op features and then there's like invasion. And the thing is about, one of the things we've always loved about Souls games is they are a bit obtuse and a bit, um, they're a bit difficult to get going with. But once you kind of have an idea of what you want to do, the way mm-hmm. that everything's balanced, because everything is viable, if it, once the claws of a Souls RPG is in you, like there's no escaping. Like yeah. they're so they're really deep, and they're like there's so much to it that it just makes you want to like constantly improve that. Yeah. Um, and there, you know, I'm, I've like hit that crest now where I'm like, where am I going to go next with my build? What can happen next? What like am I going to find a weapon that's going to like mix it up or a spell that's going to make me kind of like re- not respec, but like you know build around it and just, just things like that. You start having those kind of thoughts to yourself at a certain point after you start getting enough stuff and that's just when you when you factor in everything else we've already said about the enemies in the world and everything else it, that it just adds this other like thick layer of <laughs> addiction <laughs> yeah yeah it's <clears throat> it's kind of crazy the, the, the early parts of a souls game can be quite daunting can be quite overwhelming um you're like where do i go in this game especially in this game it's like it's literally given me like a hundred different directions, like like what what's happening, and and especially for people not familiar with the Souls formula, and I, I I can imagine it's just they just don't even know like what to do, where to start, what to, but like 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 you said, once you find a weapon, you find like a spell, and you're like, it, it just gets its hooks in you, and you're just like, okay, this is kind of what I want to do. Um, and then yeah, that's it. It's just I don't know. They they, they just do such a good job at it because I kind of had that feeling when I first started this game because I was like, it's just too it's just too open. It's like 
I don't know. There's like a name for it, but when like when a game just gives you too many options and you just don't know kind of which route to go choice, down. Choice paralysis. Yeah, yeah, choice paralysis. Like I kind of had that, and I was literally just like, I just don't even know like what's going on. But then I kind of got my feet under the desk, and dude, I just, I just, I just like, so, fa- yeah, I just had like an out of body experience, and like I'm here now. <laughs> like I don't even know what he's happened he's to my there. last two days. yeah yeah i I think it is interesting because there is like a conversation i want to have with you about kind of like the nature of this style of rpg you know i think a lot of people what it's getting a lot of praise for is not just being an open world dark souls game but it's like you know one of these like new like neo open world games where it's like you know not icon based you know and you kind of you know you're it's like the breath of the wild style is how a lot of people make that comparison mm. um and there's, there's a conversation to be had there um which i've just noted down actually so we'll come back to that because i wanted to talk about the um the first dungeon i, I think that's what i called in this game right and i'm talking about Stormvale castle that we did together we did that whole thing together and holy shit everything about that how long was it we probably how long was that four or five hours that we were doing that uh, i think longer i think longer it do you can you not <coughs> i can remember like almost everything that happened like yeah it it was just so memorable like i like and i just think it's such a mark it's such a mark of a well-designed like area and like these areas are huge these are like bigger than you know like dark souls dungeons um like your typical dark souls ones and it's just one part of the open world you know and we were like doing ridiculous shit we would like turn a corner and see more and then as but then as it all like crescendo towards the end when we got to the bosses all the paths started interlinking and you're like how have they done this yeah what is happening to these people's brains to give them such wisdom (laughs) yeah i just i i I don't understand how i still don't understand how it all connected in the end (laughs) Because, like, I swear, at one point we were just, like, rooftop hopping between towers. (laughs) And then we just ended up opening a shortcut to where we were, like, two hours ago. And I was like, I've only gone south. Like, how? (laughs) How am I back east? Like, how's that happened? I just don't... Yeah, it's so... But it's just... It's it's beautiful. Like, it literally is, like, a masterpiece of of level design, that Stormvale Castle. Um, there are still yeah. avenues we haven't explored. It's like doing it for like yeah. six hours. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's just, it was just incredible. It really was. Um, and it was exhausting at the same time, but it was just, it was just so good. And it's such a nice change yeah. of scenery as well from the, from the, the open world grassy area you've been in to then going to yeah. this really beautiful looking castle, brick, stone everywhere. Um, and then obviously you, you, you do that, you beat the boss, <coughs> and you straight back out into this open world, um, and like a new like swampy sort of misty area as well, just like whole new terrain again. Like they do such a good job at transitioning you um, without making you feel too yeah. tired of the same area. Um, but yeah, definitely no. Yeah, I just I just remember it all already, and like I can already tell that this is like when I look back at like kind of my opening hours with Elden Ring, I'm gonna have some very like crystallized memories of like yeah i remember that time that we were running down that open like greenway and there was a giant man with an arrow bow and arrow launching arrows at us yeah i remember that time we were hopping around on the rooftops 
and there was a fucking pyromancy bird we had to fight yeah. you know and just shit like that like i, I just remember all of it um because it just it just so enjoyable um to go through and to have the option to do it co-op is yeah. you know it's just like you just don't get that in in open world rpgs anymore it's just not i say anymore it's just a, not a thing that happens often um and they've done they've like made it even though there is a bit of weirdness with how these systems work, you know, like you have to do bosses multiple times, you know, like mm-hmm. if you unlock a grace, it'll unlock it for both of you. You know, you're, you're an inhabitant in someone else's world. That's how it kind of works. And I think the way that I've always thought about Souls games is that they're single player games with the option for co-op. Mm-hmm. These are not co-op games. Yeah. And, and that's kind of how I think about it because there, there is an element of like, oh, why can't I just join? And why can't there be an easier system? But the other half part of my brain is like, it would kind of ruin the what they're going for, the artistry of like, it's a community challenge. There are other people struggling here. You're joining worlds rather than just like, yeah. <laughs> Deck has joined, you know, joined the battle or whatever. Um, it wouldn't quite have the same, wouldn't slap quite the same. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I kind of agree. Um, and and plus it just, it just creates all the, all the, great moments of like you said just like remembering and mapping out these areas in your mind to then do it again for your friend and stuff like that um and yeah there there are so many like like you said like memories and so much i've memorized of this game already that i've only i've only done it once but i think that just goes to show just (laughs) how much of an impression it made on on you just that first time because i can remember it i can map it out in my brain and I could go downstairs and just tell my brother what's coming around that corner, what's going up there, what items up there, you know, all that. But I've only done it once. Like, that's it. It's just like, it's just, I, I don't know. But then I've always been like that with Souls games. Like, I can go into Dark Souls 2 and pretty much narrate the entire game. And same with Dark Souls 3. <laughs> but like... Well, which is, which is quite impressive. But nonetheless, like you yeah. said, it speaks volumes to the design. It's <coughs> a point of interest and... You know, it's designed to be that way, so that when you get lost, you can say, "Oh yeah, that's I, I recognise that thing up there. That means mm-hmm. I must be." So you can orientate yourself. You know, um, yeah, yeah uh, amazing. I, I think, like, what that's what I wanted to say is that they've always when you when you, thankfully we we complained about this on the show before when games do this thing where they give you like half-assed co-op where you join someone else's game and you're not even your own character and you're there to just help someone else and that doesn't give you any progress at all obviously in souls games you can still earn runes and you can still pick up um so well you can now that that's i guess what going with this like an item now stuff gets dropped and i don't know if that was ever a thing before i don't know if stuff could get dropped if you were not the host i, I don't what I, could, I don't think so i think that's new like there are a few times i've picked up weapons and armor in your world and that it just adds another layer of like I'm getting a lot out of being here and actually helping, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. And they've smoothed out the whole process of like going hollow or, uh, you know, uh, what was it called in Dark Souls 3? Um, uh, no. Yeah. yeah. Uh, embered, being embered. Embered, that's right. Yeah. So they've smoothed out that and, you know, you don't have this really rare material that or resource that you need to use um, to actually summon each other in. It's this really easy to craft material, you know, that I've got like 70 of, you know, so like, yeah. I'm so glad that's gone because that would have been a right pain in the ass. Um, so yeah, just all of that has been smoothed out. Um, 
and it, it just makes that co-op experience better. I'm, I'm really excited to see this game in like maybe a week's time when like people are invading and people are like using rings because there's like a blue sentinel ring. Have you seen it? You're the one. Oh no, like, I haven't. You get yeah the, the husk. Like I keep calling them husk ladies. You know the merchant in the at the round table. Yeah. Um, so that was a ring that says uh, become a hunter and help. There's there's a you know there's two rings. There's one to be a hunter and there's one to be ha- uh, like to have help from others. Oh okay. Um, so I don't really know if they're like factions. It does. I don't, it, it seems like they might have done away with like the whole faction thing. Yeah, I, I still think I still think there are things like that. It's just they might not have tucked it into. Does it work as a a talisman then? These rings, or does it work? I, I as, assume so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, I'm excited because like that hasn't even I haven't been invaded yet. So everyone's probably just doing what we're doing and getting absolutely mm-hmm. lost in the world. Yeah. Um, and yeah, man, it, it, that's gonna just make the game like add another layer of freshness to it when when that starts becoming more popular. Yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah. There's just so much to do. I mean, there was so much to do in in their previous games, which were so much more linear. And it's just like, this is just that, just times a hundred. Um, and yeah, I'm just so looking forward to just sinking my teeth in, um, and just and just doing it because you, you, they've definitely catered everything to the fans too. Because there are some people that play Dark Souls two, three, whatever. Like they literally pay it like PvP exclusive, so like there's there's going to be yeah. some big elements of that. They're, they're definitely they're not going to just alienate that fan base that likes that area of that game. And it's like we just we just haven't found it yet, you know. Like, um, and I'm just yeah, I'm just so looking forward to it, man. Um, yeah, I, I feel like, like I'm already really... excited. Gone. I, I, I was just gonna say I feel like I've just only scratched the surface, being like a day's game yeah. time in. Yeah, um, no, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. Any. Yeah, I like I, I I'm already excited about going into like a new game plus, which is ridiculous. I've just done it. I've just done the yeah. beginning part of the game, and I'm like, I'm excited to do this again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and see, because Souls games have always had like again, they've always been really good with new game plus systems. You know, slight changes throughout, slight increases in difficulty. Hmm. Um, and you know, in Dark Souls two, I was gonna say, and the most important thing is everything <coughs> is viable in in Souls games. You could do any build under the fucking sun anything you can think of um yeah have fun with it. which just helps so much for, for for the replay value and the new playthroughs um so so much yeah i i said before I, I really want to i hope i really want to give like a an actual like bow build a go because bows have always been a bit of an afterthought like you could make it work sometimes but it's still not always been a bit niche mm. but in the same way that they've worked like incantations and intelligent uh, you know sorceries into like like they streamlined it into the combat i hope like bow and arrows have that same thing as well and like i've seen some ash of ash of wars for bows yeah. so far and i'm like there's probably some really cool like dex builds just like pure dex builds you can do um like magic archer man that's all i want back yeah. from dragon's dogma um, yeah, yeah. So I'll be keeping an eye out to see if that's something that could possibly be viable in a new game plus run. But yeah, yeah, that that very cool. That would definitely be kind of cool. Yeah, because because uh, obviously you can craft arrows now as well. But you don't have to just buy them off merchants mm. like you could in previous games. So like at any point, based on what I've gathered, I can make fire, ice, lightning arrows. I can make like I think I found like madness arrows and stuff like that. Yeah, like and then like you said with the art of wars on the bows as well, like. 
I genuinely think they've they've probably catered to like everything in this game. Like it it really feels just like such a such a love child from the studio. They just they they had so much fun making this project, and it clearly clearly shows. Yeah, absolutely. I guess I did. I did want to have this conversation about kind of old school RPGs versus. I called it like a neo RPG, but that's n- nobody's going to coin that because it sounds fucking stupid. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean, like the Breath of the Wild style. It's like icon icon RPGs, right? Versus mm-hmm. like non-icon RPGs. Yeah, that's not the best way I can describe that. Hopefully, you all know what I'm talking about. So, like, you're um, more like you know, the idea of you're more like quest tracking, compass, like go here RPGs, or you're just figure it out yourself place a marker and go there rpg sort like of follow style your yeah yeah exactly yeah okay like po- follow points of interest and like i think like this is something that has been really um it, it's mm, it's been something that's it has been con- like a growing conversation in the community um about you know these types of styles of games and like you know obviously the big one that just came out was horizon forbidden west and that's very much like an old school well, well, not old school, but yeah, like an icon RPG. Again, like you have checklists, you have a list of side quests, you have a list of main, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think it's interesting seeing this new, how much success this new genre is. Mm. I, I, I don't know if you should call it a new genre, subgenre, whatever, you know, you know what I mean. Where, yeah, yeah iconless, like you follow points of interest with your eyes. And because the game does such a good job of signposting you from place to place, you're in this constant, like, um, like thread of, Oh, I'm in a new place. Oh, what's that over there? Oh, I'm in a new place. What's that over there? Like it spits you out, so you're looking at something new each time, and that's kind of that's kind of the flow, rather than being like, I'm going to open my map. Oh, there's an exclamation point over there. Better go there. Yeah. And it's just again, there's nothing wrong with that, but I just wanted to have a, like the kind of conversation here. Like, do you like what do you think about like kind of like if this game had a bunch of like icons slapped on the overworld map, like is that a worse or a better experience for you, or is it, does it not make a difference? Uh, I think it's a, I think it's a kind of a worse experience for me. Um, to be honest, I think I think when you open up a map, and there's just so many icons on it and so many things everywhere, uh, I feel like that in itself could be quite overwhelming to look at and just be like, you know, do I just go here because there's like five things in this area and I can just go dot 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 and it's like the most efficient. You kind of like plan this sort of like most efficient route in your brain. I I just feel like people are just wired to do that um rather than going down to the bottom of the map to go get that one little thing you know that that'll be the last thing you get because it's by itself and it it seems like a waste of your time right but yeah with these new with this style of rpg that elden ring is yeah you don't have that you kind of just be like that is cool i'll go over there could be one thing could lead on to so many more and it's just that mystery of just not knowing but Let's be honest; it's always something in 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 Elden Ring, which I think it does depend on how it's done as well. Because if it's not done properly, and it doesn't reward you properly, or it doesn't, you know, yeah, it doesn't reward your time properly, then I can imagine it being quite frustrating in this sort of style. But yeah. I think I just think Elden Ring just always nails it in the fact that it's never wasting your time. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of how it's done as well at the same time. But uh, for sure, I think I preferred this style. I think I prefer just being like, "That is cool. I'm going there. 
see your boys, you know, like yeah, that's right. I I I prefer that. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think it's it's a really good point. Um, and I, you know, because like like you said, you know, you can if it like it, like if we just do like a quick thought experiment, you know, if you're on a map and there's an exclamation point down on the bottom left somewhere, you know, it's surrounded by trees, whatever. You run there and you look for the exclamation point. Like there's something will probably pop up, pop yeah, up on the hub. Ignore your and you click on it and I'll be like interact with this and it you know goes into a puzzle or an NPC, whatever. Yeah, exactly. And that the if there's nothing there, you go to that area of the map because let's say there's like an obelisk or like a graveyard and you have a look and you look around and that's the thing. The game trains you to look around because often there's something um, yeah. sometimes. Uh, sorry, there's something most of the time. Um, and that something is usually something which you can kind of take away and be useful because there's no like uh, inventory like management or anything like that you know you can you can just pick up whatever you want and carry like infinite stuff um so you're you're encouraged to just and stuff doesn't break so you just like pick up stuff and once you have it you have it like forever so that i think that's kind of what makes it kind of even if you find something that you're not going to use right now you have it yeah and that's so that, that i think there's that kind of angle of it because this is what i always felt about i never found like breath of the wild's world very rewarding and i found it a bit too sparse sometimes like there are times where i was running and like nothing would be engaging me mm -hmm. but so oh that looks cool over there and i'm like nothing's happening and then or i'd like kill up a cobbling cap and it's like you've got an iron sword and it's like yeah okay great i've had 16 of these whereas you don't get that in this there's no weapon duplicates well i mean there is from drops but not from like chess you know yeah usually like eight times out of ten, it's going to be something new. Whether that's relevant to your current build or not, I mean, yeah, it'll yeah. be unique it to be. the area, to the enemy, and to the puzzle that you just solved. Yeah, and that'll be the only that's way right. you can get that. Yeah, yeah, and I think so. As much as that didn't like totally click for me, I definitely appreciated the style of, of RPG that Breath of the Wild was, and definitely found the engagement there with that. Like I liked moving around the world, even if I did find it a bit um, empty at times, and. No, I don't know if people draw this comparison, but Outer Wilds is kind of like this as well. Um, even though it's not like an open world game, but like its whole thing was like, you are piecing these together. You know, there's no quest log. Mm. Uh, you have to go there and figure out what that means and go there and do that and do that and link it all together. So it's the same sort of thing. So I guess, yeah, it's just, I'm interested to see where this genre goes and like, because you could, it's probably fair to say that Elden Ring has some Breath of the Wild inspiration in there. Yeah. Having said that, Dark Souls was always like if they suddenly pivoted over to like having pages of side quests, that would be like, weird. like what are you doing? <laughs> this isn't a, like Souls games have never had that. So yeah, at the same time, it's also just a natural evolution of, of a Souls game. Um, and I'm interested to see how future games kind of pick up on this. Like you know, I'm thinking about something like Avowed. You know, like these are games that I'm really looking forward to, and I'm like, I'm just thinking like if like how am I going to feel going back to a style of game where I have to follow icons. Is that, yeah. am I just going to adjust to it and it's going to be no big deal? Or am I going to be really feeling like I wish, like I'm getting icon fatigue, like just looking yeah, at it just like quick and stuff. Yeah. Just feel like it's very, uh, <clears throat> yeah. It just kind of just creates that tunnel vision, doesn't it? Um, yeah. I could definitely see that um, when you kind of get spoiled. Um, His Elder Ring is spoiling us, let's be honest. Um, yeah. Yeah. I could definitely imagine that, that, tra that transition to be, quite difficult um yeah it's kind of hard to say um but yeah it, it definitely makes me 
weirdly like less excited for something like Avowed now. Um, I know, like, right? like issues <laughs> I didn't have with Avowed now. I'm like, I think I might have issues with Avowed now. You know, like <laughs> yeah, th- like this has created issues for it in my brain. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it, it's kind of weird to think about. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, I'm I'm ready to move on from um, the Elden Ring discussion. Um, if you are, I just want yeah. to give one last shout out to all the voice actors because they're like, and Dark Souls has always done this, but uh, all the voice actors are like English or Irish, they're from the United Kingdom, or Scottish, or Welsh, like all of them. Yeah. I haven't heard of a single, like, American actor, not that that matters, I'm not saying that, I'm just saying that, like, I've picked up on it, um, and it's just like, why? Like, it's just such an interesting, like, a Japanese company making a Japanese game and being like, yeah, get people from different regions in the UK, like, loads of Northerners in the game as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of yeah. weird. Yeah. It's just, it's just part of their, like, part of the world they like to create, isn't it? And they're like, I just, I like to imagine the, like, I don't know who does, like, the voice direction. It just feel like, accentuate every single sentence you say. Because yeah. that's what all the voice actors do. Do you know what I mean? They're like, go to the empty castle. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's very accentuated. It's even, like, the beginning, like, duration of the game was just crazy. The guy's just like, oh, the contract don't betray. And I was literally like, yeah. Jesus, man. I was like, this guy's <laughs> going in right now. Like, he's proper just giving it beats. Um... <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, it's it, it, it's all great. It's all great. Cool. I mean, we'll continue to report back on Elden Ring, but as it stands at the moment, um, this game is pretty fun. I couldn't give it anything less than a nine point five at the moment. Um, yeah. The, the 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 only thing that I'm willing to take points away for at the moment is the fact that there's quite a bit of grass popping, um, which probably wouldn't bother many people, but. I, I notice it more than I should, and sometimes it does break my immersion. So, um, okay. hopefully, they can be a, they, they can put out a patch um, for, for for that. But um, yeah, any any final thoughts on Elden Ring before we leave it for this week? No, I think that's I think that's about it. I think we've covered it for the majority. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, you know, honourable mention to um, the Witch Queen. Well done. Happy for all of you people out there that are still playing Destiny 2. Um, I obviously couldn't care less now because Elden Ring's in my hands, but I was like genuinely um, tempted to uh, get back into it for this because um, it looks it looks amazing. And the current reviews put it at a nine. It's only had five reviews because I don't, I don't think people had codes beforehand. So it's yeah. uh, it's had five reviews and it's, yeah, it's averaging at a nine, 90 at the moment, uh, which is obviously like... That's fantastic. A lot of people are saying it's it's the best expansion Destiny has ever had, like better than the Taken King. Yeah, um, I've heard that. Yeah. So um, I'm really happy for the community. I'm happy for Bungie. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's Destiny in it. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> cool. All right, then let's get into some news. Um, so there has actually been uh, a fair bit of stuff that's happened this week. Um, which is a shame uh, because I would have been happy to have just spoken about Elden Ring. Um, but I think probably one of the biggest bits um, is that Activision have reported that they're not going to be releasing a Call of Duty game in 2023. Um, and we've all been speaking about this since the acquisition of the idea of COD taking a year's break, um, either to up the quality of the game or to spin off some of those teams into their own non-Call of Duty teams. Um so the idea is that there should, there will still likely be, according to, has it been confirmed? I think it has already been confirmed, hasn't it? Um, that there will be a Modern Warfare game this year, and then next year will be a year off. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is 
interesting <laughs> and uh, supposedly this was this was a decision made um independently of the microsoft acquisition but you you can't help but think like there's some level of influence there like of course they don't own them yet so they can't actually they legally can't like pull any triggers or interfere and stuff like that but you, you can't help but think there's a bit of influence there yeah um yeah so yeah i mean any thoughts on this at all yeah i mean <clears throat> obviously i think it's great i think it's absolutely needed i think we've always said uh even we haven't bought call of Duty for god knows how long but like even back when we were buying them we we, we were saying well, we think call of Duty could use some more time in the oven you know like we we've we've always been uh, uh a uh I don't know, I'm blanking on the word. But we've always <laughs> encouraged them taking longer and not spewing them out every single year. So I'm 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 happy to hear this. Um hopefully it will result in better games because you know they do make some of the best looking games, first person shooters, and they they are very, very crispy in terms of shooting mechanics as well. They just lack they just like that spice. They like that 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 little pizzazz going for them they're just boring um mm. so i think i think having some more time in the oven will obviously do it wonders um and yeah i kind of agree with you where i i i, I feel like the seed was planted in the brain from from <laughs> microsoft um yeah in terms of this ac- acquisition um yeah like sure we don't own them yet but you know i think this discussion was had and in the inevitable fact that we will own them at some point, they were just like, yeah, let's, let's, let's just do it. Let's just start onboarding this process now. Um, yeah. So yeah, I definitely think there was some, some, some influence there. Mm. And yeah. And I mean, it, it wouldn't like, it's difficult to say because on one hand, it wouldn't surprise me if Activision did finally think, okay, fine. We'll give Cod a year's break after like the disastrous, you know, Vanguard. Um, but at the same time, it's Activision, and this has been happening year on year, where it's yeah. like getting like critically, like other than the Modern Warfare remake, they've been like getting critically worse and commercially, like I don't want to say worse because Warzone has continued to be a big success. Um, so it just seems a bit strange that it's like, why now? Why is this the one that you've decided to like? Vanguard has done bad, but like it's only as bad as like like COD Ghosts, for example. Like other ones like that have also done just as bad. So yeah. Yeah, you can't help but feel that these two things are related a little bit, even if you know Microsoft weren't what the weren't the ones to make the decision that they had a say in whether this or doesn't um, happen. I think so. I think so. Because I, I like, I'm not actually opposed to the idea. Like, if CODs do start going to Games Pass, I'm not opposed to the idea of playing like a good COD campaign. They're usually like short and sweet, six hours long. Six to eight hours long, really polished, really pretty, you know, high octane action campaign. I'm really not opposed to the idea of that if there's if, if they deliver a good one. So if they need the extra time to, to make that happen, then by all means, bloody well do that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Excellent. Okay, next up, uh, Bethesda is due to drop their launcher on PC. They're retiring the Bethesda launcher and moving everything to Steam. And this is Microsoft's continued slow like integration with Steam and integration is too strong a word but like they are getting quite cozy with Steam I think they are kind of accepting that they can't 
for whatever reason, can't do their own launcher. Because <laughs> they're like... Yeah. It's not like they're moving their stuff to the win- like the Windows game launcher. They're moving it to Steam. And it's like at some point in the future, you can't help but think they're just going to retire the um, Windows launcher and just be like, you, we've got a whole Xbox section on Steam. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's the fact that they can't make their own launcher. I just think it's the fact that Steam is just so ingrained. It's just, it's just, it is the PC launcher. Like... It's just, it's impossible. And for, and for whatever reason, people get so triggered when anyone tries to move <laughs> them away from it. It's just like, I don't yeah. really know what Steam does so well about being a launcher. But obviously, I'm I not a don't PC like gamer. Um, I don't yeah, think the UI yeah. is very good at all. <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay, the UI. But yeah, it's not, it's not fantastic. It's nothing special. It doesn't jump out to me. It's just like, oh my God, I have to use this over Origin or like... Um, the epic launcher or something like that i mean yeah that's right you know i have obviously i'm not a pc gamer so i mean if anyone wants to tell me down below feel Please. free to but i just I, I i just think it's a case of it just has the market it just has the pc market for whatever reason people don't like moving away from it so xbox is just like let's just cut our losses sure we'll pay steam a fee to put all our games on there or whatever but in the long run it's going to benefit us than trying to put people onto a different launcher that triggers them for whatever reason <laughs> so yeah that's right so well to, yeah. be, to be fair i think i think there are as much as you are right in saying that steam is the you know it, steam is has such a monopoly on being the pc storefront um but at the same time like i have heard that the windows game light launcher is just like quite buggy like doesn't always work it's really slow and unresponsive so okay. i think there is an element of like it's just not as good as well um which is fine and i guess i can understand wanting to have all your games in one place um but yeah i mean i like you say i think there is like a disproportionate reaction that pc gamers have to going to other launches like some people like epic games have their own like games with gold thing don't they which is like, you don't pay anything you literally just have it downloaded and you get free games and you own them forever and people are still like i hate the epic launcher <laughs> they've had they've got like over two grand worth of games just sitting in the back look and i'm like why <laughs> yeah just I... why I don't get it, man. But um, but yeah, you know, it's. I mean, if, if if like you said, the Windows launcher isn't fantastic, you know, there's still that argument of. Let's be honest. You could put some resource into it and make it fine. They just probably haven't so far. But I think with, I think it just it it just comes down to Steam having so much in the market share, and it's just like. If we're going to invest money to make it not buggy and improve it, we let's just invest the money into just chuck put put our games on Steam instead, right? They're, they're going to be more universally accepted. It's going to be like the same cost, like re- realistically, as if we were to just buff our own platform. Um, yeah, and I just think yeah. it was a no-brainer in the end, probably. Yeah, it, it makes you think about what's going to happen to the Blizzard launcher. Like, what once that's all finalized, like, are they going to keep that or are they going to? It make this is what I mean. It makes me think that, that there is a long term plan here or some sort of long term integration plans with Steam. Mm. Um, because, like, why would they keep the Blizzard launcher? Like, I don't know. Um, so, well, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. I think. Uh, but so. I think what's a really what what's a really interesting bit of news that I think while we're talking about Steam is, is right at the bottom of the notes um, is Gabe Newell, obviously CEO of, of Steam, talking about putting Games Pass on Steam. Mm. Uh, he was asked a question in an interview with Game Vault and he said, um, 
you know, Games Pass is clearly a popular option and we'd be more than happy to work with them to get that on Steam. Like, if there weren't, if there wasn't already smoke, <laughs> here, like, here it is. Like, I can't imagine Phil's looking at that and not licking his lips. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And it is, it is such a good fit, like, to, to just integrate the, the, the two platforms. Um, especially when you you think about, like, the Steam Deck and stuff like that and just having Games Pass just mobile, so easily accessible. Um, cloud gaming even stream it straight to your stream deck and stuff like that um yeah man you know it just it just makes sense yeah totally and i think you know with i don't have it on the notes but obviously the steam deck like reviews or like previews whatever came out in the last week um and they're looking really good like yeah. um i've seen some people say this thing is it is incredible that it's it's no compromises and a lot of people are saying i've been using this over my pc because it's just no hassle and like you know it's like, you know, it's like so it's like you know what what you kind of want from a console but with the specs and store and a steam storefront which i assume is entirely why they made this you know you can dock it to your tv and use it for the same you know the same purpose um and I can't help but think, you know, Xbox wants, you know, their whole mantra is getting games everywhere. Mm. If if the Steam Deck, even if the Steam Deck doesn't kick off, like I still reckon that they're going to be thinking, yeah, like we want to have a Games Pass here. We want our catalogue of games here as well. Yeah. Um, and that would be an enticing, uh, <laughs> enticing offer for me as well. That'd be, I'd be raising an eyebrow for sure. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, it's it's pretty clear Xbox. <coughs> sorry, uh, uh, Xbox has wanted to dive into this this mobile, um, more more mobile style of gaming for quite a while with trying to make everything cloud accessible and play it on your phone and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, and integrating it with Switch Deck, the Switch Deck, the Steam Deck is essentially just. Um, <laughs> it's like xbox having their own little fucking switch right it's just like like they they That's have right. they have market share in this portable gaming section now um just by doing that so yeah i can't i can't help but think that this is going to be a very popular companion um which again i'm sure that they factored in like a popular companion for people who already own a primary console just because xbox and playstation are getting in the habit of putting their games well i mean xbox been doing it for a while but playstation as well you know, getting games on there a bit later. Um, yeah. That makes it a bloody good offer, um, especially, uh, you know, as we said with Steam, one of the things people often compliment about Steam is that it has very regular and very good sales, you know. Um, whether that will work for the games published by Sony and Xbox, I, I don't know. But, you know, I could, I could feasibly see myself in a few years' time having a Steam Deck that has, even without, like, Games Pass on it, like, even, like, owning one to play the PlayStation games when they finally come to it a bit cheaper. Yeah. Um, and then for, for other reasons as well. Um, so yeah, I think it's a super exciting bit of, of equipment and I'm really watching it quite, quite closely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I definitely think it's something I could splash some cash on as well. Um, later down the line. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Next up, just a small bit of news. Um, Atlas uh, developers of persona, the Persona franchise and probably other games, I can't really remember. They've been, if you're not aware, skipping Xbox for like a whole generation now for no reason. They're just kind of like, yeah, well, nobody buys our games on there, do they? And it's like this circular reasoning. Like they've been on Twitter before saying like, oh, the Xbox audience needs to show us that there's demand. And it's like, 
We can't do that if your game's not there, mate. Put it on and you'll get some sales, you know? Um, and it, it just it creates this kind of like effect where, you know, it's a J, JRPG thing, you know, where less JRPGs go on the Xbox storefronts. So less people buy JRPGs and less people who own Xboxes are less familiar with JRPGs. So then when one finally does come, the sales are like, they're like, oh, see, nobody buys it on Xbox. It's like... Like, there's nothing genetically different between me and someone who buys a PlayStation 5. Like, we are just human. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. this is a behavioral effect. It's not a genetic one. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. It's, it's just from the fact that we, because of past experience or this, this, I don't know, this image they have in their brain, it's just the Xbox audience has never been exposed to JRPGs as much as, as PlayStation. So naturally right. they're they're not gonna gravitate towards one when it finally does come out you can't just drip feed it um and then just be like oh it doesn't work you know we've given one jrpg in 10 years it doesn't work it's yeah. just like well no if you didn't drip feed it you'd probably find the, the increase is actually quite nice and people adopting it yeah but that's right you know, that's right it takes time these um, things yeah, for sure. I, I mean, just for anybody who's interested, the name of the game that they have uh, announced to be coming to all cut platforms is a game called Soul Hackers Two. Don't know what that means. Won't buy it, but you know, um, I'm glad it's. I'm glad that Atlas have acknowledged we exist. Even though uh, there was a Soul Hackers One, but nice. Maybe, maybe, maybe there isn't. You know, maybe it's just a trick. <laughs> it could be. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, next up, Fallout seventy six has a new roadmap of uh, of its content additions over the year. And a really nice bit of artwork, actually. I really yeah, like this roadmap cool, picture. It kind of reminds me um, of um, Risk of Rain. Risk of Rain. I don't know why. Yeah, he's a bit. I'll tell you what it is. Yeah. And just in case you want to see what we're looking at, just just literally type into Google Fallout seventy six roadmap twenty twenty two roadmap. Um, it's because the artwork is negative space artwork. I really like negative space artwork. Yeah, it's um, cool. It's like Sea of Thieves was like that, wasn't it? Where it's like a, it's it's a skull, but it's it's not a skull. It's a cave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, so so um, I have seen some like mixed reactions to this from different people. Um, some people are obviously very happy that the game continues to get new content. Um, and this is all everybody likes a roadmap. Um, some people are a bit disappointed that the pit is still so far away because that got announced like at last year's E3, I think. Yeah, um, I they did like a little trailer because yeah. we were like, "Is this Fallout 5? You know, just being obviously naive. Um, and people are like, "Well, we're, we're waiting till full still." Like that, that like that's going to have made it over a year since the announcement of a yeah. DLC, like for an expansion of, of a of a game. So yeah, that I think there's a bit of disappointment there, but nonetheless, um. You know, we've said this before about Fallout 76. I'm glad it's... I need to give this game a fair shake again at some point. Um, uh, and I'm glad it, it still exists because I think there is space for a multiplayer Fallout. Um, yeah. But it's... Uh, it, now is not that time. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. It's Elden Ring time. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah it's, 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 it's always good to see a game still kick in and just not ditched, um, for sure. And I'd like you said, there is, there is some space for it out there. Um, I even think when we played it in its bare bones, I still think we like even when it was kind of crap, we were just like, "There's there's some cool stuff here." Um, so you know, it probably is quite good if we were to go back to it. So yeah, agreed. <clears throat> okay, next up, 
2K has secured the Lego license for a range of sports games. Uh, this leak came from uh, Andy Robinson over at uh, Video Games Chronicle or VGC. Um, so starting with Lego Football by Sumo, Sumo Entertainment, and a racing game by Visual Concepts. This is wild. <laughs> this is a wild, like, Weird. acquiring the Lego license for sports games. What are you on about? What is it? Stop that. <laughs> just, like, I, don't, I don't even know, man. It's so weird. I don't know what this thing is with the Lego, Lego games. People love them, man. I don't know. I just don't. I just don't see it. Like, I actually, I play think... a sport game. Why would you play it in Lego? <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? Like, it, it makes me think of like, um, like Mario sport games, but. You know, independent of them actually being a Mario game or not, somehow the teams who make those games make them like unique and make them work. So, like the the coat of paint of Lego, really doesn't. Well, I mean, it doesn't tend to mean much because they tend to make them like decent, accessible games. But it yeah. is weird. It would be like if Xbox came out and they're like, "We're making Minecraft Golf," like a standalone game, and they're like, "What are you want about? Why are you In doing Unreal that? Engine?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah, yeah man i mean take this how you although i um i used to play lego racing back in the day it was like one of my first games i ever got on my little on my little gaming laptop little baby boy deck okay and that game was a banger do you ever have you ever done this thing where you've gone on youtube and watched games you played when you were really young yeah all the time i actually recently did it with all the, the time um, uh, yeah, I like to watch like like reviews of like games I I used to play when I was younger and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> I recently watched a review of that um, Ultimate Spider-Man game. Oh, you remember yeah. like the cartoony one with like Venom and everything well, in Bob, it? Who plays Venom? Yeah, yeah, and I was like Wolverine was in it too. I fucking loved that game when I was a kid, and um, and I couldn't remember because I was like, was there hype around this? Like, I wasn't I wasn't like into the internet like sphere. I didn't know what like reviews were and like all this kind of stuff so i was like was this game actually popular um and i think it did fly under the radar a little bit but yeah i mean the guy was saying that for like hardcore fans and stuff like that it was like a really good game um and like a a real gem and i was like i wasn't just a stupid kid (laughs) i actually liked a good game yeah Um, definitely no i remember playing that game uh, yours um i I particularly remember that venom could break people's backs and that it made this really horrible crunch yeah. noise when you do it. Like I, that's the only thing I remember about that game. Yeah, yeah. We always used to just go around snapping Probably people's like... backs. Yeah. <laughs> and that was like a PG game. Like, why is he snapping people's backs? I, just, I don't know, man. It was kind of crazy. It was wild, but it was a fucking great game. Yeah, um, that's so funny. Uh, it's funny because it, like we, I think we had this conversation a couple of weeks ago, and this is a bit of a tangent, and I, I don't want to go down it too far. But it's like that whole thing of like. Spider-Man being like a big because that was an Activision game. Um, yeah, Spider-Man being this big multi-plat game. And, oh, and the Spider-Man's just it's gone now. It's a lot fine <laughs> PlayStation, and it's like everybody like nobody brings that up. That PlayStation was an IP that we could all play, yeah. but now it's owned and locked down just on one console. But you know, well, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's just funny you bring it up. Um, not, yeah, there's some mob torches out. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. Today's not that day. Um, yeah, man. There's, there's like a couple of games I have like that in in my head where I'm like, I what? There's like no. It gives you this really 
like nostalgia hits hard, man. Like when you watch one of these games, and it's this, it gives me like this weird, like tingly feeling in the back of my eyes and in my back. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? You're watching these games, and I'm like, it's like I'm re- it's like I'm a kid again. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what it is, but I'm because I, I just remember, I just remember them so vividly. And it, there is this game, Lego Racers, um, that Hercules game. Did you ever have? It was like a side scroller. Yeah, um, yeah, I remember that one. With. Uh, Danny, De- uh, based on a movie, Danny DeVito was yeah. voice acting in it as well. That one, that that was my first game. Uh, and there's one other. Oh, um, there was like this Bugs Bunny game as well that I had. It's called Lost in Time. Oh, okay. Uh, and about, I think it was like six months ago, I found myself like watching speed runs of that game. Oh, God, that's weird. <laughs> I don't know, because I, I, like, I literally was just like, I wonder what, oh yeah, I remember that game. And I typed it in, I was like, oh my God, like this is what it looked like. And yeah, I remember those sound bites so clearly. Yeah. And I just ended up, you know, going to, um, like, uh, speed running it, like, in, in an hour and 30 minutes. So I'm like, oh, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird, man. But yeah, it's, it's, it's nostalgia. Yeah. It's what carries the Nintendo fan base. It's powerful. <laughs> it's true. It is a powerful drug. Oh, speaking of which, new Pokemon just got announced today. Did you see that? I did not. Uh, no. Scarlet, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Um, oh, really? I had no idea. Yeah, for real. Does it come yeah, with a trailer uh, and everything? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's like a teaser trailer, so it's like a live action thing with like bits of game, like in game stuff happening um, in between. Uh, it looks just like Arceus. It looks exactly the same as Arceus. Okay, interesting. So keeping that formula, is it a twenty twenty two launch? That's a good question. Actually, I don't know. Yeah, I would presume so. Okay, that's really interesting. I have to watch that when I uh, when we when we get off this. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Cool. Scarlet and Violet. Nice. Uh, okay. Um, allegedly, man, this game has fucking fallen off. But Fall Guys is finalizing development on Xbox. Allegedly, see what you and... did there. Fallen off. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm glad someone picks up on my you utter told, genius. You didn't, you didn't know you did that. You <laughs> no, did not didn't. know you did that. <laughs> my head hurts a bit too much to be making clever jokes like that. Um, yeah, this. Uh, I think this game. No, I don't know if I should say that. I, I don't because you know the game it launched into PS Plus like exclusively, and it blew. It had like a week or two in the sun where it was like the game, the multiplayer game. You know, it kind of had that kind of virality yeah. to it, and then it just died. Yeah. Uh, I, I again, I don't want to say died, but I really feel like whatever Sony did, uh, this whole fucking like just just say thing, it, just say it. Like I I feel I really feel like they have harmed the game in the long term by making that game exclusive to PlayStation Plus. That's essentially where I'm getting out here. If this game if this game came to Games Pass, PC, I don't know if it came to PC already. Or you know, you know what I mean, all all consoles because it's it's now on a, on a Switch. Mm. But if it came to all consoles, I think it would probably still have like some social relevance. I think but, so. I agree. Uh, when this launches on Xbox, I probably won't give a single shit. I, I think it. No. I think it is coming to Games Pass. I think that's already been announced that it's coming to Games Pass. But like, the the reason, one of the reasons it was so popular is because it launched in an empty window. You know, like it was like COVID summer. Mm. It was like that period where like there wasn't many games coming out. It was like, you know, the Animal Crossing period where that game exploded for the same reason. Yeah. Um, and that period is gone now. Plus, uh, I think so COVID like, kind of helped it with the fact that it was quite a social game. You know, you, exactly. you get like a really... Yeah, it's like game night, like virtual game night where you're, when you're all in lockdown. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I remember looking at it back then. And I was kind of hyped for it. 
Um, and then I realized it wasn't on Xbox and it wasn't coming anytime soon. And I was just like, I didn't, I, I don't want to say I predicted it, but I was like, this game won't be relevant by the time it comes to us. It just won't be. Like, it doesn't have the legs to be relevant um, by the time it, it, it gets to us. And I think Sony knew that as well. And that's why they, they kind of locked it down. They were like, let's, let's enjoy this, this five, four, like four or five months with it really just blitz it out and then when it's dead fucking fine you give it to all the platforms <laughs> yeah you know well that's the thing as well like i i mean i don't know the details of the arrangement obviously i can't it's an indie team and i can't blame the team for taking that big paycheck from sony yeah. to get it yeah. like i can't blame them at all for that and and obviously it came to switch i want to say i don't know maybe quite a while ago. six eight months ago eight months maybe yeah. yeah just under a year and i don't know if that's because they are an indie team and it just took them that long to port it. Same, and and that now that's why Xbox is last as well. Or if it's because the team said we want to put this on Switch, and they said that's fine. Still, not time to put it on Xbox though. Um, so, and if if that is the case, it's been like two years. Like, is this not a bit excessive? Because I I really don't feel like this game is going to have any community on Xbox now. No, I don't yeah. think so. I feel like that's what I mean. I feel like it's it's excessive. Like two years locking it off on other console, like the, it's going to have have harmed the game. I I feel. Yeah. So that that's kind of where I'm at with that. I feel like at this point, it's kind of a waste of time and resource, money, everything. It's just like just just try and keep it alive on the platforms you have it on. I I, I, yeah. I really. I mean, I can't predict these things. I don't know, but just, just, just based on what I think, I can't, I can't imagine it hitting pretty hard on Xbox. Unless maybe it flies into Games Pass right off the bat. Maybe, maybe it'll have some legs to start with as a bit of a fun game. Um, but we don't know if it's flying right into Games Pass, do we? I, I can't remember. I feel like, I feel like it has been announced that it's coming, but that was so long ago. If I have heard that. That was a long time ago. Um, I think yeah, the, I, I think the smart move and the only move, if they're this far in, is to just put it on Games Pass day one. Yeah, if they don't do that. <laughs> yeah, big fart, big fart, dead. Yeah. Okay, well, next up, um, <laughs> moving on from big fart dead, is uh, there's some Twitch integration coming to uh, the Xbox UI, which is really good. Um, I remember this happened like maybe six months ago on the PlayStation, and obviously this is a replacement for Mixer, God rest its soul, um, where it's as much as we don't stream. Um, maybe we could, though, if you're interested. <laughs> um, it was always good to have that baked into you know, the UI, um, mm-hmm. and it was sad when that option went, because there were sometimes we did it. You know, um, I remember sometimes when we played Smite, and I feel like one of us was off. We just like stream all day, so some of us can just watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. the background sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is good stuff. Good yeah, it's stuff. nice to see it come back because we, we we had Twitch integration way back when, didn't we? Um, back when snap, yeah, back when snapping was a the thing. There was there was a Twitch integration. Uh, Remember, you could snap and uh, start a Twitch broadcast straight from your Xbox. That's, that's true. Back when Mixer was called Beam <laughs> and, and Xbox didn't yeah. have them yet. Yeah, exactly. And then I, then I think we just, for whatever reason, it just went. We just stopped supporting it, cut it out. Mixer came in. Mixer was the thing. And now Mixer's dead and now Twitch is coming back. But yeah, way, way back when we did have a Twitch integration into Xbox, yeah. And we're just bringing it back. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Cool. Um. Uh, Next up in terms of really sort of um, hardware 
changes um, is that there are some VRS improvements coming. If you don't know what VRS is, that means variable rate shading, and it's just kind of a bit of hardware, um, you know, wizardry to make games look better, um, optimize performance, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so this, you know, I don't have the tech expertise to walk you through why this is the case. All I know is that this is the case. <laughs> Uh, yeah, actually, this just kind of reminded me. We're going back to Elden Ring slightly. Uh, yeah. I have heard, I have heard that the PC version of Elden Ring is running pretty poorly. Yeah, the technical. Yeah, yeah, I've heard, I've heard it's it, it's pretty, it's pretty trash. Like heavy frame rate dips, crashes, all sorts of stuff. So I guess that's one negative thing we can say about it because we basically only spewed positive stuff about it. Yeah, but this, this right. just reminded me that it has a pretty yeah. shit PC launch. That, no, that's a fair point. I think from from's tech chops have never been that good. I don't think they've been fine, but like you know, like the popping with the grass, I think is like if that was happening in any other game, I would be like, I'd be thankfully a lot of the other areas make up for it, and it's like it's not it's not dreadful, but it happens quite often, um, and like supposedly there there is a frame drop when it's raining. I don't know if you've noticed that. It's yeah, not much, I but I can feel yeah. like I can feel like five to ten frames kind of fluctuating when it's raining. Um, it's, not, it's not it's not much, um, and supposedly that was a problem before launch as well. Um, yeah, and it, sometimes it can look a bit soft because it's running at like fourteen forty. I think you know I'm just used to four K. It's like again, like can this not really? Can we not really not make four K sixty work here? Yeah. Um, like it's not a hyper. I guess it is quite a busy world like it's not hyper detailed but it is busy anyway yeah so i I, yeah i think there are some technical things that from probably could could work on Uh, maybe this will help for for xbox anyway the vrs improvements who knows yeah yeah maybe yeah yeah sorry i just i just that just reminded me but yeah that's right it's worth bringing up okay uh next up uh arguably arguably one of the most exciting bit bits of news for the week uh supposedly fallout new vegas 2 is in very early talks at microsoft um now this is obviously this doesn't mean that much to me but to a lot of people i know this means a lot it's pretty um, hype yeah i love free out new vegas Fallout new vegas is really really good what you are you like checklist rpgs oh yeah. rings ruined it for you man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. it, no fallout new vegas was uh was very very good very good game and i think doing a sequel to it's really smart uh, I I don't think there's probably a single day has gone by inside of a Fallout subreddit where they're like, "Why is there no New Vegas 2? <laughs> I don't think a single day has gone by. Like, I don't know because I don't stalk the Reddit, but I can just imagine like it's it's it really was a favorite of the community of uh, New Vegas. And obviously, the reason why this is possible and why there has been a bit of excitement around this is because Fallout New Vegas 2 was not made by Bethesda; it was made by Obsidian. Yeah. Um. And so there has been this kind of idea that now that they're both under the Xbox family, just share the IP and get them working on Fallout. And also, it would help get Fallout done sooner. Like, for such a popular IP, like, Fallout is almost as popular as Elder Scrolls. Mm -hmm. People forget about that quite often. Like, can you believe that? Can you believe Bethesda went from Fallout 3 to Skyrim? Yeah. Like, just back to back, like, in the space of four years. That that shit is crazy. Um, But anyway... um, yeah, and so the, the idea that Bethesda have Starfield lined up, then Elder Scrolls is going to be like 2025, maybe? 
Hmm. That means we probably won't see a new Fallout 2029 to 2030. Next, till next gen. Like that's generally like that's probably the timeline. Um, so hmm. I, it doesn't surprise me at all that they're like, we need to keep Fallout in the conversation over the next decade. Can we get Obsidian? Like, because they're nutters anyway. Get them working on another game, like oh, another one of their <laughs> 15 projects that they're working on. Um, yeah, I can understand the excitement here. Um, I wonder, I'd be really interested to see what they do with it. If like it would just be a New Vegas 2 or if it would be like a, you know, Fallout New Angeles. Yeah, Fallout New New York. <laughs> New New York. Fallout New California. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> whatever. So, uh, yeah, I am interested in this. Fallout New Vegas 2, however, no, fuck it. Fallout New Vegas is a game like Bioshock like last week, that I just couldn't get into. I've tried, I've since tried, just couldn't do it. Which doesn't make any sense because I've played Fallout 4 and I had quite a good time and supposedly Fallout 4 is like the low point of the series. Um, yeah. But I just think, I just think it hasn't aged well for me and sometimes that's... Uh, oh yeah, I mean, it, it hasn't aged well. You go back there and <clears throat> it's just brown. It's all brown. It's just brown. It's all grey. Uh, I mean, I get it. It's post-apocalyptic. All Fallout games are kind of brown. But that game is seriously brown. Like, if you love brown, you love that game. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, you know, Obsidian... What Obsidian do best is their writing, their RPG systems, and usually their, like, branching narratives, you know, with decisions and everything. And obviously that falls right in line with what a Fallout game is. Um I and this is like easy this is like an easy win for Xbox. The amount of people with it that'd be a system seller. That's a huge deal, you know, getting um Fallout New Vegas back. And I would love to give that series a go with like a more modern um like a more modern take on it. So and and we've we, since the Bethesda acquisition, we've always spoke about this idea of of the different teams and IPs like kind of working together, you know, like, oh we're just gonna take that now, or can we use that? And and just even though Obsidian already have that history with Bethesda outside of the whole Xbox acquisition, it's nice to see if this is to be believed that these this is very much a thing. Like they're happening. going to have that yeah. integration. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, it's it, it it's really exciting, and it just yeah, it just goes back to the conversation of uh, of all the things we talked about back when the when the acquisition happened, and there's just so much potential there. Um, so 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 much resource to be used and to be shared uh, to pump things out faster or to just yeah no yeah it's really really good great um okay we so we've got two stories left here i want to save the uh, one around playstation's subscription service till last so uh, just because i want to skim over nintendo's okay. one because it's just a small bit of news if you if, if you weren't if you didn't if, no, if you didn't know nintendo made an acquisition this week um and they acquired uh, SRD, can't remember what it stands for, is something research and development, software research and development. Anyway, this team is like, they've been working with Nintendo, they're like sharing office with them, and they've helped make them like most Mario and Zelda games. <laughs> um, so this is just like defensive, like get off my property kind of thing, by the sounds of it. Um, so uh, yeah, it doesn't make much of a difference to anyone, but it is weird to see nintendo acquire someone yeah, it's <laughs> it kind doesn't of seem like their style does it no first acquisition ever maybe uh, yeah i've got no idea <laughs> yeah i don't actually know yeah how hilarious that'd be if like xbox like had acquired this team 
they're like, yeah, you can't do that. We own them. We, we don't. Oh my God, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Something we don't own. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I wonder if um, that will, uh, if Nintendo will make any more acquisitions. I mean, I can't imagine they will. Um, no. Like, I don't, I think they have their formula down in terms of what devs they work with and who they vet to make, you know, take their license property, uh, license properties. Like with uh, Metroid, that was Mercury Labs. I can't remember. Something like that. Anyway, yeah, you, you get my point. Um, they, they have they have like a clear system for who they allow to work on their ips and i think they they are quite hands-on um so yeah if it misses just offensive um to stop them being picked up by someone else um which i don't think would have been a sony microsoft thing it would have been like a tencent thing um or a yeah, it's probably just tencent actually so mm-hmm. yeah all right supposedly supposedly playstation have a um a show what they called what do they call them state of plays state of play coming up in march uh supposedly it's the big one it's like the e3 kind of equivalent Ooh. um and within that supposedly we're gonna hear the details on their games past competitor spartacus which we have already spoken about in a previous episode and we have more details about what these what these uh tiers how, how this is kind of gonna look mm. um and so i guess the first thing i wanted to kind of mention was that Xbox has been quite quiet for a bit, haven't they? Yeah, I'd say so. We haven't really heard much, like, what's going on. Like, we know we know there's, like, Redfall at some point this year. Don't know when. We know that there's Starfield at the end of the year. Like, what's happening between now and then? Talk to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So I can't help but feel that... PlayStation kind of know that and they're going to capitalize on the silence a bit because like this is going to be like I imagine a couple of new announcements um I imagine it will be just maybe before Gran Turismo 7 comes out so they'll probably show some new footage of that show some more God of War maybe get a release date uh, which is obviously going to be a huge deal um yeah and maybe like a sequel something don't know yeah um so, I mean, hopefully Xbox ha- have something to talk about before then, or at least say, yeah, we've got a show in April, um, because they just have so much. We spoke about this last, I think it was last week, this idea of Xbox having more smaller shows rather than just relying on a single big one. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. So nonetheless, that's happening. And um, this game's past competitor or Spartacus, uh, it may be announced there, which is obviously going to be quite a big deal. So what we've essentially got here is three tiers and i think when we last reported on this we that was the information we had um as well and it was coming from jeff grubb over at games beat and it, and it is now as well um so the first tier is supposedly ps plus essential the second is ps plus extra and the third is ps plus premium and the prices are 10 uh, 10 dollars 13 dollars and 16 dollars a month respectively um <clears throat> the first tier just includes monthly games uh so what what is essentially already uh ps plus i presume i I think that's the base games pass subscription yeah so were they equivalent charging people for playstation plus games now no sorry i I think i got that wrong so i think that would be the games pass monthly games you know there's like 100 games that cycles in and out um 
and then the second one here says monthly games and game catalog and i don't know what that means to me game catalog sounds like the games pass do you think yeah Hmm. i mean i consider i consider games pass to be a game catalog i consider monthly games as the (coughs) the additional one or two that get added to the game catalog every month so it sounds Mm. like that the first tier is literally just like um normal ps plus it's just normal ps plus you're now essentially being charged for which i'm not sure how that's going to go down well i think Um, it's already ten dollars so maybe that's just that's just what that is this yeah but this doesn't seem to include a playstation plus subscription to just their online service or is that free i can't remember uh, no, you have to you have to pay for it. Um, so PlayStation I'm I, Plus isn't in here. Doesn't say it's I, in any of these tiers. It doesn't. It doesn't. But I'm assuming. My assumption is that it that that's the same thing. Okay. Like it, it wouldn't make sense to. So it's included. Charging. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I would have, I would assume so. And then and then yeah, to me sounds PlayStation Plus Extra. The second tier sounds like you know you're going to get those monthly games added, but you're also going to get the whole catalogue of the 200 games that we're going to be putting in there to start with, you know, like you can essentially the games pass library, right. Um, Mm. With additional monthly games that you get every single month. And then the premium is everything with added streaming classic games, like a sort of like Nintendo I've done, like almost like a virtual boy sort of backwards combat. Xbox original, yeah, like yeah, back yeah, there. yeah, and then game trials where it allows you to uh, try the game for a couple hours, right? I think I think Xbox do that for some for some titles in the store as well. Um, yeah, whether that will be every single game within the game catalog, so like, would I be able to trial God of War for an hour? I don't know. Yeah. It's quite unclear whether or not that applies to the entire catalogue and new games. Um, well, this is the thing, because supposedly what what had previously been reported on is that Sony's first party games won't launch into this service. This is literally what I was just about to say. I see nothing about yeah. first party games um, here. You you would have thought they'd scream that from the, from the rooftops, wouldn't you? It should be like monthly games plus... Or like <coughs> games catalog, including our first party titles, they wouldn't just yeah. write game catalog. Um, they they'd kind of want it to make it a big deal. Um, so yeah, it is quite interesting that this might not include that, um, which to me is the biggest deal about Games Pass. Um, I mean, it's great that I have all sorts of games in there. I can download Neo Automata and play it. That's that's fantastic. But like. The biggest selling point for me is to know that everything coming up, I've got, you know, Avowed, Redfall, fucking Starfield, fucking Halo. They have to do anything. They're just there for me. Um, And yeah, if PlayStation were doing this, they would 100% be very clear about it. And it doesn't sound like they're going to be doing it based off this. Yeah, yeah, like I said. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, um, I think that's a real. Like, because how I'm I'm thinking this is that if, if they're not going to be putting first party games day and day like maybe they come a year later or whatever um the game trials are for those games which it like is like in the context of like if you, if this was if this was the first console subscription service you'd be like that's a pretty good deal 
You know, I get to try God of War and then I can buy it. But when you stack it up to Games Pass, it's like, oh, this isn't even close. Why am I? Ha- why do I have to pay to have a trial? Why can't I just have a trial? Yeah. You know? Um, I, I And like 16 for that one at the bottom for like streaming, which... Like, do you have to have Games Pass Ultimate to do streaming? Like, I, I honestly don't know. I don't think you do. I, I'm going to say no. I don't think you do either. But I'm not mm. certain. Mm. But my hunch is saying no. And I, and I also don't feel like... And, and again, this is just how they've, uh, over at VentureBeat, have decided to present this information to us on this little, like, grid. Like, the, the fact that Classic Games is there is kind of... A, like, why are you being charged more for Classic Games? Like, I, I guess maybe there's some extra effort involved there importing some older stuff, but it feels a bit weird to be like, here's like a collection of games. Oh, but you have to pay a bit more to get some of those older games. Like, it's just like, yeah. is this a subscription service? Or it's just kind of it, like, it just kind of feels why is it like, so tiered? Yeah, it just kind of feels like they, they needed to add that little extra something to justify like an extra tier. They were probably just like streaming and game trials. And they were like, it's not really enough. Oh, I throw in some classic games yeah. too then. You know, something like that. Just to like kind of sweeten the pot. Uh, it feels like a bit of an add-on. It doesn't really... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so I mean, we'll have to see what the official announcement is like. You know, I'm sure these prices aren't set in stone. Um, but that's looking a bit too expensive, honestly. Um, like you you get more value out of a Games Pass subscription for the same price. Uh, and you get day and date releases, which, like you said, I think most people would consider to be the biggest selling point. So we will have to have a look and see if they do announce a state of play in March, and if this is announced. Uh, overall, you know, I think it's a good thing, um, but I'm not sure how competitive that sounds. Um, but I'm sure they'll adjust it as we go forward. Yeah. All right. That's um, that's everything for today. Uh, my head is killing me, because if you hadn't already tell, I, I look like shit. Can good I just in- interject... <clears throat> I think go. you do need a Games Pass Xbox, uh, an Ultimate, uh, to do the cloud streaming. Right. Okay. I just gave it a quick Google, so I think you do Fair need enough. to have Ultimate. Fair enough. And I, I'm interested to know what they mean by streaming in this context. Like, is it streaming to to what? Like, do they don't have an X Cloud equivalent? Do they? Does they have like remote play? I don't know. Maybe they'll announce something. Maybe. Maybe that's Maybe. part of the show. The new platform to do cloud gaming, and it's also available on our premium service. Yeah, maybe we'll see. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is. Yeah, that I think it it doesn't sound as competitive as no. I think a lot of people wanted it to, but it's a good place to start. I think this is these are good value offers these subscription services, um, especially for the first party games, even if they won't be doing it day and date, which I think is a that's the biggest blow. Um, but yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, indeed. All right, <clears throat> show's over, everyone. Um, as I was saying, my head is really killing me, so I'm going to go take some ibuprofen. Um, and I'm going to play some Elden Ring. Do it, man. Tim, do you have any any thoughts before we get out of here? No, I want to go play Elden Ring. Fucking sign it off, Elden Ring. <laughs> okay, everyone. Well, thanks for coming to uh, to episode forty five of the Quick Resume Podcast. You've been an absolute delight. Um, we'll catch you next week when we're another 40 hours deep into <laughs> <the ring>. <coughs> <coughs> sounds good <laughs> bye bye 
Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.